Right up from JMI Wealth, Andrew Kelleher. Good morning. Very good morning, Mike. Now Australia's sentiment shifting. What's going on here? Oh, look, markets, Mike, and just talk markets moving around quite a lot at the moment. So we're seeing a bit of a story playing out in financial markets in the last 24 hours. And the, and the story is one of share markets reversing direction and sort of interest rates sort of shifting gear back into reverse. So we had no data releases in New Zealand in the last 24 hours. So we're just sort of reacting to offshore influences, but a lot of data across the Tasman. And we can sort of see within these data releases some of the reason behind this short term sentiment shift. Um, it's not the only reason. We'll talk about that a bit, a bit later as well. But we had three surveys released in Australia yesterday, actually, NAB Business Confidence. And the outcome here, I think, has assisted the move lower in interest rates. Business confidence across the Tasman at the headline, pretty flat. And similarly to New Zealand, business confidence, it's historically very low levels. But analysts, I think, and economists were keeping a keen eye on the indicators in this survey that measure cost and price growth pressures. So we've seen cost pressures ease, but you've seen this amidst a resilience in activity. So labor cost growth, which had spiked sort of 4% in quarterly terms, fell to 2% in September. And cost purchase cost growth also eased materially. So the interpretation here appears to be that the survey results suggest momentum of some of those key cost pressures driving inflation, maybe easing back, which is a good sign for the inflation outlook. Uh, but you had ANZ consumer confidence out there as well, still very low on a historical basis, but improved slightly. And to finish the trifecta, Westpac consumer confidence, this is Westpac Melbourne Institute consumer sentiment index. Um, it uh, gained 2.9%, but the index still at very a uh, very low measure um, of Auss Aussie consumer confidence. So sort of take all of that sort of together, it's all sort of quite inflation friendly, but showing that business outlook is stabilising, which is quite a nice mix. And that's sort of contributing to, uh, I suppose, the sentiment that the RBA will remain on hold. Mm, um, exactly. So I even saw, yeah, saw, I even saw some commentary yesterday talking about when they might be able to ease um, which okay. is, still seems like a this still seems a say, tad let, let, Let's park that for now and talk about that yeah. another day. Now, bond markets, where are we at with that? Okay, so the sort of sentiment that I'm talking about there sort of segues quite elegantly into that discussion of global bond market sentiment. And we talked yesterday about potential safe haven buying of US bonds due to a rise in geopolitical tensions. But in addition also, and I think probably more importantly, fueling the change in, in bond market sentiment since the weekend appears to be a sort of synchronised comments from US Federal Reserve spokespeople. So we've had this big bond market sell-off. It's accelerated materially since the start of September, and I think I've used the term capitulation. It's seen US uh, longer US interest rates spike sharply. Well, Mike, since the weekend, it's all turned around. Um, these markets tend to trade in quite measured ways, so they only move a few basis points every day. Well, overnight, uh, the 10-year the US Treasury yield has fallen about 20 basis points. That's a very large move for that market. And so last week, you saw an intraday high of uh, just under 4.9, 4.88, I think, was the intraday high. As we talk at the moment, that's at 4.62. And, and last week, they were talking about this thing going to 5%. Um, so there's been talk of sort of a dovish pivot by the Fed, and this has been prompted by statements from a number of Fed officials. Uh, so we had the Fed Vice Chairperson, Philip Jefferson. He said the US Central Bank could now proceed carefully in deciding whether further Fed increases are warranted. Then Dallas Fed President Logan backing that up. She said that high returns being demanded by investors to hold long-term US government debt could offset the need for higher rates. 
In other words, Mike, uh, Mike the, the market is doing the work for the Fed. It's tightening monetary conditions. So New Zealand rates uh, moved lower yesterday as well. What I would comment here, Mike, though, is that there is plenty of short-term volatility around at the moment. Every data is releases live. If that US CPI on Thursday night comes in higher than expected, then all bets are off and rates go back up. Give me some numbers. Right, so sea of green in front of me. Love this. Uh, Dow Jones, 33,794. That's up 185 points overnight. That's just over half percent. Uh, the S&P 500, 4371. That's up 0.83 of a percent. And the NASDAQ, up 82 points, 13,566. That's up 0.61 of a percent. Uh, but the European markets were much stronger. Uh, the FTSE 100 up 1.8% overnight, 136 points, 7628. Uh, the Nikkei was up 2.4%. Up 751 points, 31,746. Uh, Shanghai Composite, it didn't join the party. It was down 0.7%, 3075. Uh, the ASX 200 yesterday gained over 1%, 1.01 to be exact, uh, closing at 7040. And the NZX 50 up 0.79%, 88 points, 11,293. Uh, the Kiwi dollar has been the beneficiary of the last few days. It's at over 60 cents, 0.6040. 0.9398 against the Aussie, 0.5689 euro, 0.4914 against the pound, 89.72 Japanese yen. Gold is trading at $1,862 and Brent crude steady, $87.70. Good stuff, mate. See you tomorrow. Andrew Kelleher, jmiwealth.co.nz.